This is MJ. I'm an author, I'm an artist, I'm an analyzer. Find all my work at mjmunoz.com. Visit the podcast page for show notes and links. Remember to like, share, and comment to help me grow. This is Going Ultra, episode 38, A Wonderful Weapon. I'm analyzing Ultraman Z, episode 24, which is the penultimate episode of the show, of the series. Episode 24 of Ultraman Z is entitled The Game to Extinction. It was originally aired December 12th, 2020. The writer is Kota Fukihara, and the director is Kiyotaki Taguchi. So I'm going to move right into my uh, Ultra Bad. It's uh, two things this time. The Earth is an Organism and the Color Timer. I'll uh, talk about the Color Timer thing first. Uh, so the Color Timer was blinking, I think, at the end of, of episode 23. And it's blinking here, and he just keeps going and going and going. The only thing that I guess could make the color timer good, after all, is the fact that Haruki and Z are apparently parted. Uh, basically, when he's defeated, or when they're defeated, uh, Z appears to Haruki and says, hey, we, we can't do this anymore. So it looks as if, uh, like I said, there's a consequence to that. So that's a good thing. But I was still really shocked and appalled that, uh, you know, the three-minute color timer thing doesn't quite seem to be, uh, you know, sticking at all. And there was no real explanation, like, had he absorbed power from Belly Rock, or had there been some other explanation for it, it would have been easy to understand what exactly was going on, but there was really nothing. So, and no, not even an attempt made, it was just, you know, it worked for the show for them to have everything keep going, despite the fact that it had been minutes since he was able to, to transform. And maybe uh, he untransformed there, and then later on he did the transformation and fought and lost. Maybe that's how it went. I can't remember because I kind of think he was injured and then Baco drives him out and then he tells him that he's Ultraman without telling him that he's Ultraman. So, which that was a cool moment. Uh, so, the other thing is the Earth being an organism. <sighs> Yuka says that the Earth is an organism. She tells him, she tells, uh, I don't know, she tells, she tells, uh, Haruki that and she tells other people she tells the director but he won't listen to her and she's saying hey the reason that the kaiju are coming and attacking in mass is because they can feel the threat that is posed by Ultroid Zero and the D4 weapon specifically and it's not a good thing and it's like the earth has a the kaiju are part of a uh, self-defense system or like an immune system response to this greater threat and that they're going to do whatever they can to stop it. So um, that doesn't really jive with what else we've seen in the series, which is that uh, Haruki and uh, Yoko had the conversation where they determined that kaiju are not made for this world, and that was where Yoko grew or drew her grit and determination to decide to decisively end a kaiju's life. Um, and she wanted to be the one to make that choice and not force others to make that choice. So she was willing to kill them uh, as she had to because uh, they're not made for this world. And that doesn't really make sense. I mean, I thought it, you know, it was kind of heroic and noble at the time and I did praise it. Uh, and I'm not necessarily going to go back on that, but I am going to say that um, thinking about that in the fuller context of the show and the series, which this has now given us as we're reaching the end... Um, Maybe kaiju are made for this world. Maybe uh, she's an unrelatable, un unrelatable, <laughs> unrelatable rather, uh, narrator, and her perspective is diminished because she's only human in the show, and she doesn't grasp the full depth of uh, of what kaiju mean to uh, the world of Ultraman Z. Uh, 
both the planet and the universe. Um, but, you know, everything has to exist for a purpose, so why does it exist? Uh, I think it's a valid question to ask. So, uh, that's all I'm going to say about that. Those are my complaints, and then I actually, uh, <clears throat> part of my ultra-cool thing is that the Earth is an organism. Now, if there is some broader, more powerful, uh, or more nuanced message going on here throughout this series that, <clears throat> excuse me, that kaiju really are part of the Earth's ecosystem and, you know, by extension, they're part of the universe's ecosystem, and that means that, you know, kaiju lives matter, uh, not to mock anything, but just to, you know, put a real fine point on it, um, that kaiju exist for a purpose, that they have a reason to exist in the universe, and that there's something good about them or something good they can do, and I think that makes sense because, um, well, I think that just makes sense. Otherwise, they wouldn't exist, right? It doesn't. This isn't Loki, where uh, you know, supposedly you just exist to serve a part in other people's stories to make them uh, the heroes or whatever. That's not what kaiju are supposed to be. <clears throat> At least not in this context, um, because this isn't. Uh, while this is a children's show, it has a little more nuance in it. I don't know if that's from the beginning. It was planned to be like that, or if it's just as the decades went on. Uh, the people making this realize, you know, there has to be more to it than just, you know, monster bad, uh, Ultraman destroy. And I believe uh, even in the original series, Ultraman uh, found um, neutral or good kaiju and, you know, didn't kill them but helped them. Uh, I could be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure that is true. So um, the idea of Earth being a superorganism makes sense to me and that the whole ecosystem is responding to the threat of Ultraids. So that's, that's actually pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> I really like that idea because, you know, symbiosis uh, is a real thing and all things exist within uh, a balance with each other, especially within a closed system like a you know, planetary system. Um, not that there's not, you know, play between our planet and other planets, but for sure within a planetary system within, you know, like a body, that kind of thing, there is a, a balance of things and uh, the presence of something or the lack of something or an overabundance of something causes different uh causes different consequences and um, there are different responses that happen uh, well in response to that and then are supposed to provoke different types of action to self-correct the system so uh, I thought that was a pretty neat idea and I liked that being the conceit as to why uh, Ultra Zero was being opposed by all these kaiju um, let's see moving on to the ultra good stuff so Celebro's game of extinction uh, that he does on different planets by sowing fear and stoking those flames um, is really wicked. <laughs> it's really wicked and really evil, and I don't know if that's something that I would have known about from Celebro uh, being in past Ultra series had I uh, seen them before this. Um, maybe it's a new thing, I don't know. But anyway, regardless, it's a really great idea for a villain, and it really recontextualizes everything that's been going on in the show so far, because I've kind of not enjoyed how slow things were going with... Uh, with um, Shinya, right, he was the original host that Celebro had in the show. Besides the kaiju that he was inside of, like shark missile or whatever it was. Anyway, um, but yeah, I didn't really understand his overarching villain plot. And uh, even, you know, if Hibikura, if Juggler was a villain in the show, I didn't really get his villain plot either. And they were too subtle and slick and um, like grandly envisioned to really be able to have Ultraman defeating Kaiju stop them. Um, and <laughs> Kamen Rider Double is one of my favorite shows to kick around, uh, just because I, 
I want to like it, but I can't because it's just, I think there's, it's fundamentally flawed. Um, but one of the things I loved about it was how the uh, heroes kept defeating the villains, and as they would do it, the uh, overarching master villains of the show were happy about it, and it was because they needed data. <clears throat> they were mining data from the defeat of their monsters in order to do, I can't remember now what it was, but it seemed like a really good, like I praised it in the show originally when I watched it, um, like, oh, this is such a clever idea. You know, the hero gets to beat the monster of the week every week or every two weeks, as is the case in, in uh, Double and most modern Kamen Rider. Uh, but then, at the end of it, the villain is still winning because they're edging out and they're getting this information and they're getting this vital thing and they're working up this plot that the hero has no idea is coming. And that's really exciting. And this kind of takes that to a whole nother level. It's like nothing that Z did um, could have stopped Celebro. Um, it was all working out to his advantage anyway. And if Juggler was, in fact, doing the exact same thing and waiting to swipe Ultroid Zero so he could go do whatever related to his existence in other shows from before this, <clears throat> uh, it also didn't really matter. The more time he spent on Earth being part of uh, storage or whatever, uh, eventually something like this would have popped up and then he would have said, like, yeah, okay, I'm ready now. A few years later or whatever, I'm ready. Um, so that's, I don't know, it's pretty masterful, uh, it seems to me. And it just totally takes away all my frustration from those things because, um, it's more, it's been more about the personal journey of, um, of Haruki and Z going through all this stuff together. And it happens to be in the context of the background of, of these, you know, two alien dudes, you know, plotting stuff. So that was pretty cool. And then moving on to Juggler, um, or Juggler's Choice is my other ultra good thing, uh, he chose to save Haruki. He chose to save Z. Um, well, he chose to save Haruki specifically. That was really, really cool. Um, <laughs> he seemed at the end of the last episode like, oh boy, this is the full-on villain plot has come. He is the one who was pretending to be righteous. Now he's bearing his fangs. And he's like from the opening song, what it was saying. But nope, now he's bad. And then, uh, no, given the chance, given the choice to make, he rushes at uh, Celebro's Five King or whatever it was and uh, just attacks him and fights him and tries to stop him from, from killing Haruki. Uh, that was really great. And then what does it cost for him to save it? It costs everything. Ultra Zero stays um, out of his hands and then it becomes a, a, a worse tool for uh, Celebro to use to destroy the planet. And um, yeah, that was really cool. And then uh, that's... Uh, I'm going long, so I'm going to try to wrap it up real quick. Uh, I think the deep thing in this episode is that it really shows that fear is the enemy, and Celebro goes around implanting fear and then increasing fear uh, on different civilizations um, or on different civilized worlds, and then he causes them to create the weapons that will destroy themselves. Um, you know, he seizes those weapons by by manipulating things and getting into different positions, and then he accelerates the extinction. But he basically <laughs> takes what's there, creates the conditions for extinction to happen, and then pushes it along. But it would have happened anyway, probably, if he uh, hadn't been able to if he hadn't been able to accelerate it. So that's a really interesting concept. And um, like there was even the thing about. <clears throat> as Celebro, as the commander, rather, he goes and he tells the lady with the glasses uh, from Gaff that, hey, uh, if these people from storage start acting weird, they're probably aliens and we're going to need to, uh, 
you know, sequester them and potentially kill them. Um, that's another form of using fear as manipulation to get people to do what you want them to do. And I thought, oh, they're aliens. They must be evil, right? But then again, we have, you know, Celebro, who is an evil alien. And then we have uh, Juggler, who is an alien and who might be evil, but who might just be really, really just. And I don't know all his context, but I want to believe him. And I want to believe this story that he has about this other form of justice. And uh, I'm really interested to see, you know, what what was this tree that he got down to stop this? What, what is that all about? Anyway, so I, I might just go find the show that Juggler first appeared in and, and watch that because he's a pretty cool guy. Um, but yeah, fear, fear being the enemy is the, the real thing that gets me here. And uh, I think it's a real deep message and you can see it all throughout the show. Um, the whole thing of, of Haruki uh, rescuing the Red King baby and uh, having that turn around. I, I have that as uh, one of the images uh, for the thumbnail. It's uh, Z holding the egg, kicking uh, Destructus or Destruct... I can't remember what it's called. Um, and, uh, you know, keeping that Red King baby safe after he killed <laughs> the Red King parent uh, before, you know, with, you know, with relish practically. So... Anyway, that's, it's really cool to, to have that deeper context and to, to think more about those things and to show the nuance, uh, just the nuance that, you know, life is full of. And then uh, I have a question. Uh, do the inconsistencies I'm pointing out about, like, the, the kaiju being part of the world or not being part of the world, um, do they bother you at all? Do the details, uh, do those details matter or does the message matter more? Uh, I'm curious to know because, honestly, it really does bug me that there's that inconsistency, but I guess I can let it go. I'm going to give this episode a 4 out of 5, because uh, there's really exciting action, and the deeper stuff going on with the thematics, and the message, and everything was really groovy, and it I, I really dug it, so, um, yeah, anyway, I'd like to hear you answer the question about uh, whether the inconsistencies bother you or not, but I, I basically give them a pass, because this is doing well enough, but, you know, I'd like to avoid them. You could write it so that those things are avoided and if you can do that then I think you should so uh yeah like I said I think that would be the best thing of all so uh I'm gonna go ahead and wrap up uh I'm now covering Ultraman Trigger as well that's uh that's starting um I think there's one more week where Trigger and uh, Z are gonna overlap and then after that I'll just be focused on Trigger uh I have some designs I made for Trigger um I don't know if I'll put them at the bottom of the show notes page for this uh, Ultraman Z episode, but I just might. Um, they're kind of cool. Not, I figure I'll keep adding them as I uh, come across them and trying a new approach, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, might be able to, it might allow me to do things a little quicker, a little smoother. So uh, we'll see what happens with that. Thank you for your time and attention. I hope you enjoyed this. Check out my growing collections of analysis, art, and fiction. You can also visit mjmunoz.com support to check out my latest designs and more. I welcome critique to improve my craft, so don't hold back any comments you have for me. I leave you with peace and blessings. This is MJ signing out.